Welcome back to another episode of Bias Check-In. Thank you for tuning in. What are we checking in with this most spectacular day? We started this spooky month with nasty co-worker stories and where to find them. And to be fair, some of those stories were really clear-cut. People are weird. But what happens when you're not in such a black-and-white situation? If there's no real villain in the office? Could it be you're all a bunch of anti-heroes we're getting tired of cheering for? Oh, can you tell? We've been right there at midnight with the rest of the Swifties. Let's check in and see which way should karma swing on this Am I the Asshole workplace stories. Our first post or suspense story is posted by Friendly Emu. Are you friendly, though? Friend? Buddy? Mate? Let's cut right to the chase with the title, How to Work with Someone You Cannot Stand. Friendly Emu goes on to explain, I am normally the type of person who can get along with anyone. However, my newest co-worker is testing my patience to the point I fantasize about grabbing her by the hair and slamming her face into a desk. Just your friendly, neighborly thing to do, clearly. <laughs> I work in a very small office. Most of the work is done by myself and two co-workers. The new girl, let's call her Sarah, is the first person in a long time I can say I honestly hate. My job I once loved has now become a burden because of this one person. She lacks initiative, has failed to get the licenses she needs in place to do 90% of the work we do in this time frame that she's been supposed to do it. She constantly lies, interrupts conversations, myself and my other co-workers, maybe having with clients in our own damn offices, literally eavesdropping and sprints to the person's office to interject herself into a conversation she has nothing to do with. It's infuriating. Then there's a constant talking. She never shuts up. She's always talking when the other person is working on something important and tells her so she just continues. I've tried talking with her and the boss also knows how frustrated not only myself but any but all my other coworkers are. But I feel it's falling on deaf ears. She refuses to do her work and is on her phone constantly. She may as well not even be there. I'm at my wit's end. What do I do? I would retitle this one Shut the fuck up, Sarah. It looks to me like this one might be a little bit more of a clear-cut solution. Maybe. Maybe not. Emo says they try talking to Sarah and their boss about these behaviors. Based on this, I think you're not the asshole, Emu. And your boss needs to put their foot down a little, a lot, much stronger with Sarah. Unacceptable slash unacceptable behaviors at work. But as any good devil's advocate and to make life more tolerable for yourself at work can you look in the mirror emu and try to avoid the rampaging violence deep breaths 
And this is coming from someone who takes a lot of deep breaths. Don't misplace so much negativity on the one person where you can document all the infuriating behaviors without falling into some vigilante shit. You'll still have work to do, after all. So, the jury comes back, and the verdict is? Mr. Emu, not an asshole. The asshole is most probably Sarah. But more info would not hurt. Okay, fair, fair. For our second story, we're on a roll with names this episode. Mix, minding my business, shares their plight in a post titled, Coworker is snobbish, arrogant, and wants to own the place. And I have an alternative title in mind, but let's jump in first. So, Mix, mind my business, tells us. I wanted to just say I started a decent job a month ago. However, I was moved to a certain department for my skills, and I enjoy it because it's really chill. The management team moved in an older male who's well into his 60s. Clarification, no, I'm not shitting on people in their elder years. But this guy, he came off nice at first for the first weeks in our department. Well, meaning the manager. And well, now we all seen he isn't very humbled at all. This guy was trained in our building department to process our building. But when trained, he didn't truly take notes or understand anything. He brags about his past life in corporate America and how he was a CFO for 30 years. He used to be a billionaire, owned a Mercedes-Benz, and how he used to not taking orders and doesn't want to do his job the proper way he was trained. Used to be a millionaire. Important. Timeline and chronological sequence are important. But makes mind your business continues. Like he fake pretends with management and he comes off friendly so they cannot see his superficiality. But the dude is only there for a paycheck. It's obvious. Now coming back to my own narrating voice. Sometimes it's okay to just be there for a paycheck. Playing devil's advocate, but let's hear it all. So we continue. He feels he's too good to ask questions, ish, or help because he has a huge ego. During casual conversation, he went as far as to say he would create a litigation against the company and become the owner of the entire company. Like, I don't understand people who carry themselves this way as if they're better than everybody else on this planet. The dude acts like he's Jeff Bezos or something, very unprofessional, awkward, and just a cocky person. I have been in leadership too, but I don't act like this. Like, life humbled me a lot. Truly. So I don't act like this to cover up insecurities. Has anyone ever worked with someone like this in the workforce? Thank you. Okay, I'm dying to know your alternative title now. Why, of course. The Jeff Bezos of Billing, or the Billing Billionaire, <laughs> is how I shall refer to this coworker. Because I am very happily laughing along and through the billionaire has to learn how to work trend that's going on with like Musk finally just bought Twitter and learned he has to undergo management onboarding and training 
for the first time, apparently. Um, but that could be, maybe will be, an episode all of itself. You let us know. So let's come back to our billing department saga. Sir, Mr. Pepsi Bezos, sense of self bigger than the whole sky. If you were a CFO, millionaire, genius, billionaire, playboy, bejeweled, philanthropist, Tony Stark of a man. At some point, that changed. (laughs) Right? So you had to learn humility, no? Or wouldn't you be jet-setting somewhere else right now, competing with Bezos to see who gets to Mars first? It's giving Tinder Swindler on a budget. He used to be a millionaire. Now he's there for a paycheck. Someone needs to maybe put this elderly gentleman in his place. Mr. Mix Minding My Business, I recommend you continue doing just what your moniker says. Let the billionaires and trillionaires tweet and announce their riches to the world. Ignore the mess. Let this guy talk and talk and talk and trust that egos that take up that much space are usually short-lived. Like snow on a beach. I would not be surprised if this person does not last with the company or if they do retain them. I'm sure you will find something better to move on to. So, all in all, not the asshole probably working with one but time will tell now the next story i'm really excited for because this is ambiguous office drama telenovela material that would take a mastermind to design if it wasn't just naturally occurring in the wild mix squeak past shared in this post again without beating around the bush I have two difficult co-workers who hate each other, which has tripled the level of difficulty in putting up with them. Oh boy, I love it. I love that we have quantifiable measures of change just in the title. But please keep going. I'm just going to grab my popcorn. Popcorn, notebook. These office dynamics are more of a labyrinth than the Buendia Iguaran family tree. Let's get into it. I have two co-workers who have started a feud and both of them are blaming the other one. Neither of them will even consider the fact that they may be part of the problem. I could ignore it and was happily doing so, but they both started escalating by making formal complaints about each other and trying to get the rest of us to side with them and give statements against the other one. It's mostly been amusing to me, Sure. Coworker A, woman in her 50s, hereafter called Peggy, has worked here for years and is very com- and is very competent and knows everything there is to know about this job. She is not an overly pleasant personality. She does not come across as friendly or nice and visibly has a low, non-existent tolerance for what she considers BS. However, in everyone else's defense, she manages to create and cultivate plenty of that BS herself and has given multiple warnings over it. She responds to those with smiles and promises to do better, then walking away, rolling her eyes and telling anyone, 
except the manager, who will listen about her unfairly, how unfairly she is being treated. Oh, poor Peggy. That was me, not the person writing. She also sends the clear and constant message that she's unhappy with everything and everyone. Her life is hard and no one appreciates her and nothing about any of that is ever her fault. Of course. Can we say accountability? No. <laughs> I mean, she's the victim. Come on. Come on, people. Are you really listening? Okay. I admit, while I have come to respect and appreciate her as a coworker and tolerate her better than a and tolerate her better than I did at first, as she's reliable and goes the extra mile in her job as a rule. I would not choose to spend time with her outside of work. Interactions with her leave me feeling tired, down, and generally burned out. Before we continue, can we appreciate the nuance of this portrayal? It's like, you can get on my nerves, you're burning me out, but I can still appreciate that you're a hard worker. Like, that is someone who is really trying to me to be objective and measured. So, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Again. At least. If you're going to be burning me out, at least I know you do and go the extra mile at work. But let's continue. Coworker B, woman in her 30s, now referred to as Cindy, is new-ish. She's very friendly and chatty. Like her mouth is running nonstop all day, every day, all the time. She also can't seem to work and talk at the same time. And rather than focusing on the task in front of her, she has a tendency to go on and on about her plans for the, ne for the next task instead. Cute. Okay. Training her has been frustrating. Because she will tell you she's a quick learner and plays it off like she already know what she's doing. But she isn't ever paying attention when being trained. And has to be shown something multiple times before she finally picks it up. And while she's explaining what she mostly has it down, she just wants to be sure. And then goes on and on about her plans for the next thing instead of the task in front of her. I don't generally mind her so much, but I do prefer to keep my interactions with her to a minimum. Mostly because she's a huge source of distraction. Not in a pleasant way, either. I don't actually want to talk to her, or even enjoy it. I can't get anything done with her talking to me. I could probably work while she talks if I didn't have to actually pay full attention to her. That is in how conversations with her work. She wants to bounce ideas off. And requires me to answer and offer opinions for each statement. She also seems to think I have more authority than I do. So she isn't just asking as a sounding board. She's trying to get me to approve things for her. I have an assistant manager level title. But that's only so I can access admin privileges in our computer system as part of my job. I'm not in charge of personnel. And I don't have decision-making power. But she treats me like I do. 
And no matter how many times I tell her, she has to take her ideas to the manager that I'm not who she should be asking approval from. She just keeps going on and on, repeatedly asking for approval I cannot give. Whew, this is a long one. Okay. As you can imagine, these two women do not mix well. They are both a lot to handle on their own. When they're together, it's constant tension and drama. It started small, lots of eye-rolling and sarcasm from Peggy, and a lot more chatter and distraction on the topics of her shock and confusion about how mean and negative Peggy is, usually without making sure Peggy is out of earshot first. It has now escalated to open hostility to the point where we where whenever the two of them are in the same room, none of the rest of us can just work. They are inevitably having a confrontation and trying to pull us into it. One or both have probably said or done something in line with their character and others have responded with a massive overreaction tantrum about it. If they would simply keep it between themselves and leave the rest of us out of it, I would probably be enjoying this show with popcorn. But instead, they're both constantly demanding that we pick sides. I think they're both ridiculous, I told her HR so. When, at the request of them, I'm not sure which one, I was pulled aside and asked for my take on the situation. Whew. Okay. See, I want to say so much that you're on your own, kid, but I cannot lie. This roller coaster was very well written, and I feel like we've all been there at one job or the other. But also, holy cow, that sounds absolutely exhausting to co-work and coexist with. If I was there with you, I would be burning through my PTO like there's no tomorrow and trying to max it out with theirs so I see them the least possible. <laughs> I also don't think that our mix squeak past is the asshole in this situation. Maybe neither are Peggy and Cindy, but we're definitely looking at two people taking the worst out of each other and exponentially increasing their respective asshole potential. Maybe Cindy is a bit more of an asshole than negative Peggy. Because I could make the case that talking behind someone's back and especially doing it without doing it well at 30 is a bit odd if you're gonna talk behind someone's back by then you should have learned how to but they could just be immature and on the other side honestly if someone was so immature to roll their eyes and use sarcasm at me in the workplace i wouldn't be polite to them either but there are ways to be professionally direct again co-workers getting on each other's nerves might date back to the first co-workers to ever exist. Ask Abel and Kane. Didn't work out great for them either. But while we focused this episode on the murkiest of the am I an asshole situations, there are also some that are a little bit more clear-cut. So I do have a question. Do we have time for an extra story? Sure. Let's hear it. Macan97. So it breaks the nickname spell that we were on. But they go on to share. My colleague is getting on my nerves, dot, dot, dot. Okay, sure. 
We were doing so well with all the other titles. Go on. I promise. I still picked it because it's a good one. So they tell us. So I joined this company a year ago and took over my colleague's role who went on to a better role. Now I love my job and the people associated with it. But my colleague is a nightmare to work with. So this one that went on to a better role, I think. Don't get me wrong, I'm far from the perfect employee, and I often make mistakes, but my colleagues go out of their way to copy our manager to make sure he's notified that these mistakes are made. Some stuff goes to plan, and some stuff backfires, making her look quite stupid. I remained quiet, but today just really peed me off, which is also my new favorite take on like being pissed off, being peed off. Being peed off, okay. Weird remix, but let's go on. So they keep saying, last week, I asked this colleague for some help on some feedback that I had received from my manager for some reports I had completed. Today, she showed me what I needed to do. And before I even sat back in my seat, she replied to the manager and a bunch of other people explaining what I did wrong and taking credit for finding out the solution. Funny enough, one error came from her part of the job. Therefore, I have been thinking... Should I speak to my colleague and confront her or just let it slide? I want to ask why she keeps throwing me under the bus. So that's the end of the post. So what do we think? Dear reader, (laughs) your co-worker is most likely the asshole. But would have, could have, should have will not take you that far either. Ever heard of naming your boundaries? Sounds like they got a promotion and want to reassure everyone that they're good and know what they're talking about. But I would also venture that per all HR and behavior rules, snitches get stitches for this kind of high infidelity among coworkers. Oh, yes. Whether they are projecting or they have a point about your shortcomings and your mistakes, get your own work in check. Maybe avoid going to them for help where you can. They were the incumbent in your role before, so that might be tricky. And please circle back with updates once you have more. This one, I think, is a maybe the asshole would like more information, but we would need more context. In closing, whether everyone, no one, or someone is the asshole at work, Unless you make the jump to running your own one-person enterprise, you will always have to work with others. And even if you did, then you'd have vendors, you have clients, competitors, family. No worker is an island. But sometimes it makes sense if you want to just pack everything up and run away to Paris. So before we close this episode, did you notice anything different? Let us know how many Midnight's references you caught throughout today's MID Asshole stories. Slide into our DMs on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter while it's still free and we're all here at Bias Check-In Podcast. Send us an email at biascheckin at gmail.com or leave us your best T-Swift interpretation in a voice note on anchor.fm. And if your workplace has incredible strategies in place to make sure that coworkers can at least not jump at each other's neck and you would like to show off about it, we're always open for more sponsors. Happy Halloween and we'll see you in the next one.
Happy Midnight Season! Thank <laughs> you.